the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. Andrew Pollack, he was the father of uh, one of the victims of the, of the shooting last week. He implored the president yesterday, how many schools, how many children have to get shot? It has to stop here with this administration. Please, please, please never let this happen again. That's Samuel Jeff. He's a student who witnessed the shooting. He pleaded to Trump while he was crying yesterday. Please never let this happen again. Last night, Trump found himself awash in a room full of raw emotion. People affected by the shooting and Sandy Hook and Columbine gathered for a town hall to relay their experiences to the president. He was courteous. He was gracious. He was moved by the parents and the children that were affected by these needless atrocities. And he agreed. We have to strengthen background checks. We uh, have to have enhanced mental uh, health measures. In the face of this tragedy, he seems to be ready to make real change on how we purchase firearms going forward. But is this the right answer? Is this the most effective thing we do? We obviously need better security at schools. And better FBI surveillance. But would banning assault weapons, like some of the children at the town hall called for, make any difference? You know, if you're disturbed, you're going to find a way to accomplish your sick goal, whatever tools you have at your disposal. It's unfair and quite frankly delusional to think differently. And also to think that the Trump administration or any president has the absolute power to please, please never let this happen again. There's nobody that can make these shootings stop. Can we do a better job trying to catch the people beforehand? Yes, but no administration can make it stop. No administration ever will. I believe Trump will try in earnest to appease these victims. I just hope his solution is constitutional and, more importantly, or as importantly, effective. But above all, separated from emotion. It's Thursday, February 22nd. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Boy, the, um, the book that we wrote, what, three years ago and put out, Control, Exposing the Truth About Guns, has never been needed more than it is right now. I urge you to pick this book up and grab it on Amazon. Uh, it's a small paperback. We've made it uh, so you could keep it you know, in your back pocket. It has, oh, man, holy cow, uh, 25 pages of uh, footnotes in the back. So because I, I never want you to quote me. I want you to quote the original source, uh, and it has all of the stats and all of the arguments one by one laid out so you can have an intelligent argument because that's that's what we the only thing that is going to um, get us through this is trying to have an intelligent argument, screaming at each other or coming, you know, unarmed in an in, in an intellectual gunfight. Uh, that person is going to lose. They're unarmed. They are unarmed. Come to the table with the facts. Um, the topics are we should start drafting a bill to ensure Newtown or shooting like this never happens again. Guns are lethal. No one wants to take your guns away. Boy, did you hear the father last night? So the father last night, and I think we have it, the Rubio, um, 
think it's uh, victim's father, Senator Rubio, and heated exchange. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Listen, listen to this. He he first accuses Rubio of being pathetically weak. Go ahead, play this. I do believe what you're saying is true. I believe that someone like this individual and anyone like him shouldn't have any gun. Not this gun, any gun. But I want to explain to you for a moment the problem with the law that they call the assault weapons ban. And if you'll give me and indulge me for a minute to explain to you the problem. First, you have to define what it is. If you look at the law and its definition, it basically bans 200 models of gun in this combat, 220 specific models of gun. Good, good. Okay. But it makes, but it, but it, it allows legal 2,000 other types of gun that are identical. Identical. In the way that they function, in the, how fast they fire, in the type of caliber that they fire, in the way they perform, they are indistinguishable from the ones that become illegal. And the only thing that separates the two types, the only thing that separates the two types is if you put a plastic handle grip on one, it becomes banned. If it doesn't have a plastic handle grip, it does not become banned. So let me explain, if I may, just for a moment more. Are you saying, what the problem are you, saying the you will start with the 200 and work your way up? Notice I that? Would say, I would explain to you what has happened. Uh, and uh, notice the, the cheers. Start. We can do that. Well, it's a good place to start. So this is what the left has to understand. Anybody who is intellectually honest on the left and says, why can't we just do common sense? Well, because this kind of language scares everybody who says, wait, you, you guys want to take away guns. Well, good. It's a good start. Then are you going to go after, well, let's get this done. Then we'll go after the other 2000 guns. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What are we trying to do? The people that I heard speak last night um, were emotional. And I understand that if I just lost my daughter a week ago and I'm talking to somebody and I don't believe in guns, I just think that they're whatever. I am really angry and I am going after and I shouldn't be listened to. I should be heard, but I, I shouldn't necessarily you shouldn't design policy around an angry, grieving father, mother, friend. Grief brings in really bad decisions. So I understand the feeling. But if you if you listened last night, where did we get out of this? You scared the people on the right because of statements like that and the cheers behind. Good, good. Then we'll start there. No, wait a minute. That's the problem. That's why there is no middle ground. That's why we can't have a common sense conversation because no one trusts the other. Now, I could flip this around and say, I'm sure that there are people on the left that heard Marco Rubio say he's not going to take or he will take money from the NRA. And they believe that it's money that is influencing uh, Congress. It's not. It's the membership of the NRA. That's what scares Congress, the membership, not the money. So uh, he, he, you hear, well, he won't stop taking money. So they're, And so now you don't trust. If we're going to do anything, we have to base everything on reason. 
You're not going to get that in an emotional debate. You're going to get my side is better than your side. Honestly, we were playing a clip earlier today. I've got four monitors sitting in front of me. And we were playing a clip, and it was just an audio clip, so I was looking for the video that went with it. And I looked down at the bottom uh, video, and I thought that was the video for about five seconds. It wasn't the video. It was the crowd at the Olympics last night. Because I heard, I heard the audio of people shouting and cheering. And I just, I went down and I thought, okay, well, that's, the, man, look at that. Oh, my gosh. No, that's the crowd at a sporting event. That's not the way to make national policy. No, there's something very peculiar about the way we're doing this. You know, you have, you're going to emotional, grieving 18-year-olds to try to find out what we should do with national policy. And their recommendation is that non-grieving, non-emotional 18-year-olds aren't don't have the capacity to own a firearm. So we're saying that the people who are making policy are not capable of exercising their Second Amendment rights. It's a very strange thing to do. And, and, and honestly... When did we get to the point to where we didn't say as a culture, leave the families alone? Well, I mean, obviously they want to be involved in this, right? Um, they are willing participants because they think they're doing something important. And, and as you said, Glenn, you go through something like this, I will give personally and i give you a complete pass on anything you say you everything you say could be wrong you could start speaking in languages i don't understand you could you could do anything you want at this point because i know if something like this happened to me i would be blurting out all sorts of stuff that's a lot dumber than even this you mm -hmm. know than than arguments that aren't yes. uh, uh buttoned up yes but it's the media that i have the problem with here the media knows and they've been clear about this they say it after every shooting we don't understand we thought that after Sandy Hook, they'd finally do the thing that we wanted them to do, and they didn't do it. And then we thought after the Pulse shooting, they'd finally do the thing we wanted them to do, and they didn't do it. Because what their their whole plan is, wait for something to make people so emotional that they abandon the rights that they've been given. By God. They will abandon those rights because they the emotion will overcome them. And they never let a crisis go to waste. This is exactly what you're seeing playing out right now. This is not does not make the people who are at you know who are who are making emotional uh, arguments. Then I'm making this make them bad. There's no criticism of them. You, I can't even comprehend what they're going through. But the idea that the media takes them out and and says puts that show on last night where you have thousands of people who all agree are going to shout down anyone trying to make a point that is rational on the other side serves nobody unless you are an activist group if you're an, an external well, advocacy group which is not what cnn supposed to be then i understand that but the the the, the several times uh, some of the speakers or the people who were asking questions said look i i want to like you uh that was a father who was speaking to rubio somebody else said you know i i i want to believe that you are uh, going to be part of the solution um and you know, anybody here who agrees that we have to take these guns off the streets, I I will support. Well, wait, wait a minute. Wait. 
no that that's that the Right. Uh, What's the big deal on that? Hey, if you as long as you agree with me 100 percent, I won't kill you. Well, it's the uh, it's the old compromise of the Obama administration. Yes. Look, I'm willing to talk to anybody who will do the thing that I want them to do. Right. Well, that's great. Thank well, you that's, for that. That's, that's not having that's not a dialogue. No, that's not trying to work through the issues. I have to hear you and I do hear you. I hear you. But have you taken the time to hear us? Have you taken the time to hear? Wait a minute. What that dad just said makes half the country lose their mind makes half the country go see they are coming for all of them and that wasn't misspoken they knew what he said he knew what he said let's get rid of all of these whenever you hear somebody in the media say you know australia did it australia took all of the guns yeah well 30 some odd percent of them um, which which in the United States would be between sixty and one hundred million guns. Uh, let's good, let's good look at one. let's look at Great Britain. The police don't even have guns. The police don't have guns. And how how is it working in Australia? Uh, well, I mean, it didn't do much of anything. Uh, to be honest with you, it showed multiple studies showed. Uh, and I posted this yesterday on my Facebook page. If you go to uh, Facebook, uh, Stuber Gear, or as I think you uh, shared it as well, mm-hmm. the Glenn Beck page. Um, it goes through all uh, everything that happened there. Um, but it was they showed that there was no discernible uh, change in murder rates. Remember, this is twenty times as far as any proposal goes in the United States right now. This is way further than an assault weapons ban or anything like it. It goes much further than that. They purchased thirty percent of the weapons in the country. And there was no discernible drop in in uh, murder rates. The same thing happened uh, when we did a uh, assault weapons ban here in the United States. What you found was that there, the Department of Justice found there was no change in murder rates. It didn't affect it at all. It's not going to. This is, and I don't know where you're going to get this. I don't know where you're going to have this conversation. And you know, maybe it's up to maybe it's up to us. The conversation needs to be had. Look, let's stay on the actual facts. It's math. It's math. Let's stay on the actual facts. Let's look at history. What works? What doesn't? If you can come up with a proposal that works, let's discuss it. But please understand that, yes, I love my children, But I also believe the best way to protect my children is through a constitution, a constitution that allows me to make the decisions that are best for me and my family. I believe that we have a right to free speech. How does one protect that speech if you don't have a weapon? Remember, the weapons were taken from the Germans and the Jews for their own protection. How was anyone able to do anything to stop Hitler? How was anyone? You weren't. You didn't have a right to self-defense. Now, everybody, oh, it's crazy. Oh, that will never happen here. Listen to what the left is saying about Donald Trump right now. They're already saying that he's akin to Hitler. 
Listen to how many of those of us on the right thought that Obama may not leave office. It can't happen here. What kind of world are you living in? Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network.